0: hot august night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling self sweat he walks in as black as coal and when he lifts his face every year in the place is on all... what it's there for and when your heart is troubled, you gotta reach out your other hand reach it out to the man up there cause that's what he's there for take my hand in yours walk with me this day
1: Good morning, good evening, and welcome to episode 312 of Film Bastards. I am
2: one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Thank
3: Foster. Hello, everybody.
2: And Ian Loring. Um, Can I just check... uh, Ever so sorry, can I just check you're recording your end as well, Mark, just in case? Uh, I've got... Yes, we're on, yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. Uh, Ian Loring, hello, everyone. Uh, And, yes... I've thrown myself off there by scratch. Sorry, no, that was completely my fault. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, it's been a, it's, we were just commenting before we actually started recording, but patrons will have heard it. It's been a, a couple of weeks since we recorded, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's been probably the longest we've had in a while in between shows coming out. So I hope your ears are all tingling in anticipation. Uh, and it's, it's a big this week. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood we'll be covering, which I think it's I fair to say has been... All of our um, one of our most anticipated movies of of the year. Uh, We were going to be joined by uh, Normella, but unfortunately, uh, we can't be joined by Normella tonight because he has a prior engagement that he thinks is more important than us. How rude! What's our bastard? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so we've got. I I know we've got quite a lot of what we've been watching to do. Uh, I still haven't seen *Blinded by the Light* because I can never get to a fucking screening. So I'm hoping to go to it tomorrow while you're out. You're looking for oh, your pet right now, but you're not out.
0: Uh,
1: I thought you were seeing a friend. Oh,
0: I am, yeah. Yes, there
1: you oh, go. Oh, God, you scared an me now. <laughs> Where am I going? Literally, I'm just kicking you out. That's it. Go. <laughs> go out so I can go to the cinema and watch a film. <laughs> um But, yeah, we've watched an awful lot. There's been some trailers out there. And, well, it's going to be a good show. Strap yourself in, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're
2: old.
1: What news has happened then in the past
2: week or so? He was just trying to. He's just being un uncynically excited there, Beck. So I don't think you had to laugh at him like I, that.
3: You don't see his stupid faces that he's pulling. Wow! Really literally,
2: cute. she was seconds away there. Literally, a, a word fumble away from saying, "You don't see his
1: stupid face
3: <laughs> that he's pulling."
1: Yeah, you had to. You added that in after almost like you like literally like you edited it. <laughs> I
3: like
1: your face. Call <laughs> it kind of stupid.
3: Well, you, you pull stupid faces. You're pulling goofy faces at me. I'm not pulling.
1: Believe- <laughs> you are. Okay. I, I resent that.
2: Um, yeah, so news, what's happened? It's probably been quite a bit, but. Yeah. Shit. I, I don't know. We
1: suddenly lost Peter Fonda.
2: We did. We did. Um, the classic villain from the first Ghost Rider film has passed. Yeah. And um, as
1: everybody was um, rushing to, you know, put out pictures of him from essentially Easy Rider, all I was thinking is he's just the surfer from Escape from L.A. to me. That's <laughs> a good shout. It's not like that's all he is. He, Peter Fonda and he's a good dude, but that's, that's, that's the one that jumps first into my brain mm-hmm. is, is that. And I'm happy for that. Yeah. Mm.
2: I think he'd be all right with that.
1: I, I, I do as well, actually. He's, he, by all accounts, from everybody who had worked with him on Metamask, everything said he was just a really lovely guy.
3: <laughs> that movie that I can't remember the name of, but that we spoke about on the last show got pulled.
1: The Hunt, yeah, yeah. that did get pulled. Um,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it on Netflix by the end of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it will literally, with no fanfare
1: or anything like that, you'll just be scrolling through Netflix and go, what the... Because huh? that's what will do. It, yeah. it, it'll arrive on Netflix everywhere, but the US. Uh, yeah. And that, that's, that's how they'll do it. Um, what else has happened? I feel like there's a really big bit of news that we're forgetting about. Uh, Disney are getting very itchy about the fact that a lot of the movies that they've got are quite violent.
2: Oh, uh, that, that, whole, that, that whole thing about uh, executives getting worried about Jojo Rabbit, yeah. which is like their one hope for Oscar gold uh, this this year. Yeah. Um, it's
1: not a Disney book or Fox film, but of course Disney have
2: bought Fox. And they're now going, ooh... There's some the th- films here that are a little bit off-brand for us. <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, it's interesting because, like Fox Searchlight are are essentially going to be their prestige label, so I I don't see Fox Searchlight going anywhere as as an entity. Um, but I I I don't know. Like they've worked with Taika Waititi. Um, it just it How is I don't know. How is a film about how is an anti-Nazi satire now some sort of contra- controversial? I, I think that I think it's a little bit of um, everyone going
1: right. Literally, everything is controversial now. Everything is going to have think pieces written about it. There is no entertainment anymore. <laughs> there is just. Outright. Trigger points for different sectors of people. Mm. And it's how can we manage all of these trigger points where we can go, right, when that one pops up, we can not, we can block it with that. And then when that one pops up, we can block it with that. And that one pops up, we can block it with that. And then they've got with Georgia Rabbit, they've got to it and go, Right, we've put that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Shit, something else has come up, we're gonna have to use our face. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want to use their face to block that bit. So I think that's that's kind of it. Plus, it's probably just one executive who doesn't want people to find out that he might be a bad egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it is. Well, there who, Who's going well, I don't like the fact that he's picking Nazis out to be bad. A lot of my friends are very good people and they happen to be Nazis.
3: I don't know how I feel about this whole, like, satirising.
1: I'm very uncomfortable with it.
3: Mm. It's like making them... It's making them too
1: cuddly. Yeah. Like, the ones. The I want all love with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all for mocking Nazis, but it, it does seem to be in a... Within, like, a certain age demographic or something like that, it, it seems to be a, a tiny bit of an obsession with using them in things. Mm. And the problem is that... We're living in a society where people are very fucking stupid. Yeah. And they are literally, they see it and it, it, it almost is going to normalize and trivialize it to certain people.
2: It, it, I, I, it, I, I think I, JoJo Rabbit's going to have more, uh, it's going to have quite the sting in its tail. Um, i it, it, I just, I can't see it not with Taiku ATT. It, it I can't see him doing it as an
1: outright just, this is just funny and I'm poking fun. There's gotta be some kind of like you say, sting in the tail. If there isn't, that's where it'll be like, oh.
2: I mean, the the thing is, even with the death of Stalin, I mean, uh, uh, yes, it is it is a comedy, but there's also some really really fucking dark shit in it, like the 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 lead, what uh, the, uh, the the one played by Simon Russell Beale, who's basically a fucking sex offender. Um, he he does an awful lot of really, really fucking horrible shit during that film, and it's played quite matter-of-factly. The, I suppose the issue with Death of Stalin is the fact that it is very funny at points, and those laughs almost make you forget the more, like, incendiary elements of it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know... I, I don't quite feel like that film works out how Ianucci wanted it to, um, just in terms of like the overall effect, because people just talk about how, how funny it is. That's it. I, I think he wanted it to be... Biting
1: is, is the correct yeah, word. Yeah. I think he wanted it to have more of a bite and less of a laugh, mm. but it turned out to have more laughs than it did bites, which I think when you've got... I, I, th- I just think he got too many talented comedians yeah. in, in, in his cast... Uh, and then he got people who maybe he wasn't aware were as talented comedians as they were. For instance, Rupert Friend. Nobody would have thought that in a, in a cast of all those people, he would turn out to be the funniest thing in it. Yeah, he's it's fucking funny, funny,
2: funny in that film. He yeah,
1: you're right. Magnificent in that. Um, so, yeah, so there's, there's been that with the whole, um, what's it, uh, Disney getting a little bit itchy. Um, what's his name? Uh, fuck. Andy Circus. Is directing Venom two, and Robert Richardson is shooting it.
2: I love, I, I love that they're just throwing money at it. The fact yeah. that that film did like eight hundred million worldwide, Sony are just like, just fucking is two hundred and fifty million dollars. We don't care. Just it, here you go. Well, um, it, 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 apparently, it was um, what's
1: his name didn't want to direct the sequel what's his name uh Ruben fleischer or something like yeah it. okay yeah he didn't want to direct the sequel um because he didn't want to direct back to back sequels
2: he properly fucking got away with it though like fleischer the 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 fact that that film is not a good film and yet it made that amount of money yeah i, 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 I think that doesn't it. happen a lot there anymore no
1: it it does i mean i i really enjoyed venom i, I really enjoyed it um, but apparently the, the, the circus thing was there's going to be more venom mm. in it. Um, and so apparently the whole idea was Tom Hardy said, well, why don't we... If there's going to be a lot of mo-cap in it, why don't we get somebody who is the premier expert on motion capture mm. in cinema... To direct the fucker. Makes
3: sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then him choosing that cinematographer is really fucking interesting.
2: (laughs) I, I, it, it just fuck man. Are they going to get like John Williams to do the fucking score or something? You know, I I would love it if this was like the like the most prestige fucking like (laughs) if it was everybody.
1: I want, I want fucking Hans Zimmer to do it, the score. <laughs> I want that to get so many people in it and then just produce essentially a sequel to the first movie that is just more outright utter fucking trash. <laughs> but it'd be really fucking high end trash.
2: <laughs> I mean- I mean, like, Hans Zimmer probably would, though, because, I mean, he did the score for Dark Phoenix, and he's just released a fucking, I, I think it's only available digitally, but an album of, like, just experimental work that he and his people did for the Dark Phoenix soundtrack. And it's, it, I, I, as I said in the review, the score for that film is one of the things that most fucking, most... Uh, it was most memorable for it. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Zimmer does the Venom's 2 s- score and does an absolute fucking banger. Yeah, and, you it would, know, it would, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all either. Um, and also, Michelle Williams coming back as well gives me some hope. Like, I'm sure they didn't have her on a free picture deal. No, it's apparently this is this is
1: hardly driving this train. He really, yeah. really liked Venom. This is
3: this his Deadpool?
1: It is a, I think he does see it a little bit like... I th- he, he said... I saw an interview with him, but he said, the problem is, a lot of the time, I end up being really serious mm. in movies. That it was... It, it's nice to, to do something where I can be a bit silly. Yeah.
3: What am I re-watching it, actually, and giving
1: it... I want to rewatch watch it. I liked it. Mm. Granted, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I liked it
3: in the... In the- it's shit, but I really enjoyed it, kind of way. And I'd like to see if it actually is a shit, it's like my brain thinks
2: it is. I'm I'm so. waiting for it to be less than a tenner on iTunes. Sky. Oh, I don't. I don't have Sky Cinema. But you
3: have
2: now TV though. Yeah, no, I, yeah I do, but it's not going to be four K, is it? You know. <laughs> HD
3: though.
2: Oh, fuck yeah, great 720p <laughs> HD. Fucking, you may as well just fucking uh, put some like sulfuric acid in my eyes, to be honest. Bex
3: literally sulfuric acid in your eyes,
2: yeah. Why not? Wow, so trailers there. <laughs> <laughs> What's there
1: been, Ian? What trailers have you seen?
2: Well, 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 dolomite is my name is now my most anticipate, anticipated film of the rest of the year. Um, that trailer is fucking amazing, and it has me even more excited for coming to America that it's this team doing that. It
1: is, isn't it? It's the same people, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Like, uh, um, let's yeah, fucking go.
1: Let's go. I'm, I'm hoping that we get a little bit of a Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. renaissance here. It'd be very nice because I mean, there was a period where, from like 48 hours through up until what boomerang, maybe. So, you're talking a good like decade where he was ridiculously good and ridiculously funny, you know. And, um, I know Walter Hill, um. Listen to a, a, a podcast with Walter Hill. And he didn't want Eddie Murphy for 48 hours. Mm. Um, didn't want him in it, he, he didn't, he'd seen something like live, didn't think it was any good. He said, and then the first scene they shot, he it was Eddie Murphy was literally pushed on him by the what is it? And he said, I'll bring him in, I'll do one scene, and if it doesn't work, we're not fucking doing it. And it was the scene in the bar, was the first scene they did. Mm. And it was like Actually, yeah, this guy is great. He said, but the only problem is I need to work out how the fuck you turn him off.
3: <laughs> I don't
1: know, I just don't think Eddie Murphy's caught it anymore. I think this, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I want him to have it, and this trailer makes it look like he might have it. It
3: just looks like, I mean, I know we didn't get right to the end of the trailer, but it just yeah. looks like more Eddie Murphy being zany shit. I'm, I'm over it.
1: But as long as it's Eddie Murphy being Zaney and it's one Eddie Murphy, it's not too bad. Eddie Murphy's thing was he, he decided right. What's the f- w- in my movies? What is the thing that works best? It's me, isn't it? What if everybody was me?
3: Mm. No, he, just, he needs to. He used to be able to kind of rein himself in a little bit and actually turn in the decent forms. I don't think he's got that ability anymore.
2: I think he's oh, but- going to smash it out of the fucking park with this. <laughs>
1: Plus, oh, I hope he does. I used to really like Eddie Murphy. Plus Craig Robinson, isn't it? Yeah. And I'll
2: watch anything with him isn't it. <laughs> it's just Craig Brewer is a really interesting director. And yeah. I, I, he feels like an actor's director to me. Um, and him working with Eddie Murphy. I j- it just, it, it's very exciting. And um like, obviously, Wesley Snipes is in this, and he's going to be in Coming to America as well. But it'd be great to see Wesley Snipes, like, back, back, back as well. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know. It just, they, they, these people have been pretty much gone from the limelight for ages. I mean, when Wesley Snipes pops up in Expendables 3, it was like, yeah, fucking A. Yeah, and that's it. And know, he's not, he's not done anything of note, in
1: with the exception of that, in well over a decade. Mm, mm. And again, the guy was a fucking he's a superstar. you know, we'll, we'll talk about a movie a weather science movie later on in what we've been watching. Um and the guy is the guy is an absolute fucking charisma machine when he wants to be. And I don't think, I, I don't I just I don't think that's completely gone for him.
3: No, I don't I don't think it The
1: same that. as Eddie Murphy. The same there is a lot of fucking charisma in that movie. Um yeah, I'm, yeah i yeah I mean, you. i'm very very much looking forward to that uh what else have you got
2: uh one that I was looking forward to until I saw the trailer uh paul Feig's last Christmas um obviously it's caused a bit of a stir on film twitter and whatnot with the whole is he just a ghost thing yeah um yeah i i it this just seemed like a trailer that was just just make the most broad fucking trailer, like just identical, generic fucking Christmas-themed romantic comedy trailer you could possibly think of. Yeah, it, it, it's
1: the only thing that has me interested in this movie is Paul Feig. Paul Feig isn't a a director a, a, who is a jobbing director. He doesn't need to make this movie. So why is he making this movie?
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean, it may it it may well just be that the the, the trailer didn't get me, and when this comes out in like I'm assuming November, you know, yeah. if I if I've had a couple of beers in me or something, and I just want to watch something in a nice warm cinema uh, or warm my cockles for a couple of hours, it may well work. My, it could it could also just be incredibly fucking bland and inoffensive. It's too early as well. It's November eighth. Yeah. It's out. November eighth.
1: Eighth, yeah. That's way too early for a Christmas movie.
3: Way too early for the trailer to be out in in August as well.
2: No,
1: that's not right, about three months.
3: And no one's feeling Christmassy now.
2: No, no I, I, I get what you mean, Bex. Yeah. But I
1: I just think that this this should be it should be December eighth.
2: But it it's the whole it's the after Christmas thing. It's like it it starts up okay and then just builds and builds and builds for weeks. And I mean, like, if this if this thing is actually, if this connects with an audience, then it's basically got two months where it can be reliable yeah. every fucking week for, like, eight weeks. And you don't get that an awful lot these days. No,
1: yeah. and, and when you do tend to get that, it does tend to happen around Christmas time. So you've got, for instance, in the past few years, we've had what happened with um, Great Showman and what happened with Jumanji. You know, they didn't expect Jumanji to make anywhere near the amount of money. Okay. And yeah. that's because it made it, over a period of time.
3: Yeah, but they're, they're fun family films. This looks like a generic, schlocky... But, 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 yeah, but people love that.
1: But people love that.
3: Yeah, they do. And if it's if got... If it's on, like, Netflix or something, that, what was it, that, that, Prince or whatever...
2: Yeah, that's, that's the danger, yeah.
3: But I can't... Who's going to shout out to go and see that? It looks crap.
1: It does look a bit crap, yes.
3: It looks like a Netflix film.
1: It does look like a Netflix film, yes. It does this, crap.
2: this is this is the thing. I mean, and it's amazing because in, in the grand scheme, Netflix haven't been doing their own own films for long. But these romantic comedies that look a bit flat are films that people do just go, "I'll just watch it on Netflix." You're exactly right, Bex, mm. Whereas, like five years ago, it'd be, "Yeah, all right, I'll go see that in the cinema," and. It's going to be really interesting to see how this does, because I'm sure that if it doesn't do well, there will be think pieces about why didn't Universal just sell this to Netflix for like 40 million dollars and this would just be huge on Netflix. I, mean, I, I think a little bit. I think
3: it would be huge on Netflix, snubbing in on, on a on a November or December evening with a glass of mulled wine, with your fire on, watching something like that. Yeah. That feels right. Going to the cinema to watch it, just
1: no. But I do think that maybe with something like this, Netflix will have looked at it and gone, "No, we're not going to pay that for that because we've got, our we've got our own thing, and it doesn't, it doesn't have enough of something there mm. for no, us no. to grab for it.
2: I mean, a Christmas Prince free is coming this year. That's all Netflix. I mean, that's all Netflix me- uh, need. I will watch the fuck out of a, Christ, uh, a Christmas Prince. Actually, I think it's called a Christmas Baby this time there, around. There will be
1: the, at least there will be at least three, possibly there'll be three between three and five, and not four. There'll be three or five um, Christmas Netflix movie.
2: I'm mm. I'm I'm hoping there's a secret Christmas Chronicles too, where Goldie Horn plays a larger part. Because well, they, yeah, they they are doing a awesome. Christmas Chronicles sequel. Oh, oh okay. shit, really?
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're doing it the one. But it's not confirmed whether it's going to be for this year or next year.
3: They
1: need to oh. get around and get it for this year. Yeah. but then it, would, it wouldn't surprise you if Netflix literally it just arrived. Yeah, Netflix just, Netflix just dropped the these fuckers,
2: don't they?
0: No
1: oh, one knew Christmas Chronicles was coming. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, uh, it, it, does, look, it does look fairly ropey. Um, also, I'm not a fan of Emma Thompson as a writer. No. No, it's... I don't know. I, I'm just not that much fun of the writer. What else have we seen, guys, trails-wise?
3: I have no interest in watching Amelia Clark do anything either, really. Unless she's wearing a platinum ball wig and riding the dragon.
1: I have less interest in that. Uh, but I think she's fairly
3: uh, really bland in anything
1: else. I, everything I've seen she's quite bland, but I, I, I will... I, the thing is, I will. i probably see it the first week in November. If there's nothing else out, I'll, I'll happily cover this one when, when it's for the podcast. But I could see myself in December going, if it's still there and still hanging around, going, right, I'm feeling Christmas enough for that. Bang, let's go. Well,
3: you enjoy that. I'll stay at home and watch something good like Home Alone. Nothing. I'm fine with that. That's another movie news thing. It's
1: not a movie, it's a TV series, they do.
3: Oh, yeah. Of course it isn't. We don't talk
1: about TV because TV is bullshit. Yeah,
3: yeah. you've decided yeah, He's it. right.
1: It's yeah, I, 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 I what we have often uh, is we try and have like a TV show going don't we mm. so that if, if we've only got like 40 minutes something where we, we can't watch a film yeah um, we usually have, like a TV series on the go so we've just re-watched all of Bones haven't we
3: yeah we normally have a half hour on yeah. the go that we can have while we're having dinner or something yeah and then like an hour long one if it's too late to start watching a film
1: yeah uh, we've got no hour long one have we no Um and we're, we're we're in between with half-hour ones, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and it, it, you keep on suggesting things. And go what about this? I'm like, I, I I have no interest in watching
2: that. Uh, and like, for instance, we watched The Boys. Did we? Have you Where watched this I yet, you? Ian? No, I I I won't because it will run for three seasons and people will drop out of it by season three. Yeah, things we watched it and.
3: We don't have to worry about it now, though, Mark. Mind not season two come out, so we're fine.
1: I, I'm just saying about the boys thing, though. I
3: know,
1: no, that's fine. I watched the first episode of it, and every, everything about it I should like. But it got to the end, and the first episode, and I was like, that was fine, that. It, it, it was fine. I enjoyed it enough. But nothing in my brain said, "Oh, do you want to watch episode two next? And I haven't thought about it since at all. I think it's just that I just don't care about TV. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I,
2: it's... It It just... It is the whole... It, it, it feels like so many shows are big in the first season and then just drop off a fucking cliff in terms of people talking about them or watching them. mm and it's like, and I I think Netflix and Amazon have a big part to play in this, because there's just so much fucking content. And it, it, it's, I mean, it, to be fair, it's like video games as well. There's so much shit out there. And I, I don't know, at least with films, they're only a couple hours long. That's my thing. That's my thing. If I watch
1: a film um, and it, Last Christmas is a prime example. If I want to watch Last Christmas and it's 146 minutes, an hour and 46 minutes long. That's it. I've, I've lost an hour and 46 minutes of my life that might actually what is it. If I want to watch, for instance, The Voice, it, it's eight hours. I might get to the end of it and go, that was fine. That was fine. <laughs> but I'm all right with that was fine if it's two hours. I'm not all right with that's fine if it's eight hours because I look at it and go, I could have watched four all right movies in the time I was watching that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's it. I I mean, like, I've been getting increasingly interested in that new Hideo Kojima game, Death Stranding, just because it looks fucked and there's a character called Die Hard Man. And, well, I mean, there's, there's other aspects I'm interested in. You know, Guillermo del Toro and Nicolas Winding Refn are in it. Um, but just the thought of shit, I could spunk 50 hours on that. And then how many films could I have watched? And that, like, just right around the end of the year period as well, where there's so many films I've been meaning to get to, and I haven't yet.
3: When's it out, Death's Random? It's
2: November... It's November something. See, I don't get that with games, for
1: instance. So in, a, in like, a month's time, we're going to have the new FIFA, for instance. And I will... I've hardly played FIFA in the past five or six months no Um, but I will get a good six months of playing it for three to five hours a week yeah and I'm fine with that
3: it's different though because it's not it's not a narrative game so you don't you don't have to go back to see what happens Mm -hmm. I think what what Ian's kind of referencing
1: is the fact that... He, he's got to play the entire thing, the 50-odd hours, yeah. it's really easy to rabbit hole. Oh, with,
3: yeah, with absolutely,
1: games. yeah. Whereas, like you say, I, I, it's different for me because, because I have a, 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 a... There's a specific cut-off point with FIFA. I can go, mm. right, I'm going to turn it off after this game.
2: Mm. Mm. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. It's like, if, if they come out with Death Stranding and say, it's 15 hours long, then do you know what? yeah all right, cool, I could probably go for that. But the last game I spent a a, a massive amount of time with was Horizon Zero Dawn, which is really, really, really fun. But if you were to ask me what the story of that game is, I, nah, couldn't really tell you. You know, I mean, like, Last of Us, somehow I played Last of Us twice. Um, And yet, do I feel that connected to Joel and Ellie? Not really. I honestly couldn't tell you why I played through that game twice.
3: I played through that like five I had
2: times. I have a theory of why you <laughs> played through it twice. Because I wasn't that bothered about it the first time round and I wanted to try and see what the fuss was about the second time?
1: No, you played it once on PS3 and then once on PS4.
2: Actually, yeah, you're right. Oh, shit. yeah, do you know what? I probably spent another 20 hours playing that just because I wanted to play it in 60 frames per second. You're yeah. right. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> Becky did, do it? You did. I did,
3: but I've played through it so many times since that.
1: Um, I tried watching you play that, didn't I? Because you said yeah. it, was, it was really immersive. And I tried watching it, and I got about 20 minutes in and was we just sat there going, I am so bored.
3: It's probably more immersive when you're playing it. It like, probably is,
1: but yeah. I, I, I just I don't have that. You, you can sit and watch me play games, can't you? Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I can't do it. I, I, I wish I could, but I can't. Um.
3: That and Resident Evil,
1: I've played through billions of times as well. I will be getting Death Stranding I'm moving myself in that for a. That's good because you literally just leave yourself what is it, and I get to go upstairs and watch shit comedy. <laughs> no, I, I, I,
2: I think you will get a kick out of watching Death Stranding, uh, though, though, Mark. Like Hideo Kojima, I played, I played a bit of various Metal Gear Solid games, and that guy is fucking nuts. And like, what the fuck he's gonna do with this thing? I mean it, it it's gonna be a sight to behold, but I just if it's if it's anything more than twenty hours and it's gonna be, then I'm just gonna feel I'm just gonna feel wrong playing it. <laughs> Lex, you should live stream the fucker. I do agree with that, yeah. I
3: do swear
1: a lot though I'm playing computer games. That's fine. You swear a lot when you're in the podcast. Um that
2: is true.
1: Little women <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it looks good. You know, it, it
1: looks good. I'm looking forward to it. I am I'm found that it looks fine. I'm, I'm, I, it's, not, it's not what I'm itching to see, but I'm also not like you are. Bets where you just don't give a shit. Um, my only thing I did say to you after the trailer was, I was like, right, how, how, what is the age difference between Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet? And I was amazed that it, it's a year. He looks about fourteen in that trailer. he
3: looks about fourteen all the time.
1: I do't agree with that in some films he looks he looks his age <laughs> um but in that he looks about fourteen years old
3: oh do you know, I, I literally I could not be less interested in this movie the casting as well doesn't help so I don't like her and I don't like um emma whats that?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh
2: we have a winner.
1: We do. Ooh.
2: It is Paul Dyer's choice. We are gonna be covering Almost Famous. Yep. Yeah. I'll call that. Well oh, I no, you are. What you write the last time we watched it? We
3: only watched it a few months
2: ago though. No, it like, must have been
1: getting on nearly a year. I just
3: wanna fucking do Dark City. That's all I huh? want. I just wanna do Dark City.
1: Well, you have to wait a little bit longer. <sighs>
3: You're all bastard. It,
1: uh, was in, it was in there. I know. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Zeroville. Who else watched that bit? Yeah. You. I,
3: yeah, I actually think this looks quite good. If you watched the Zeroville trailer?
2: Hang on. I'm ever so sorry. I'm trying to work out why there's three different versions of Almost Famous on fucking iTunes. <laughs> oh, hang on. Right. So there's one that you can buy. Yeah. And that's two hours, three minutes. Yeah, that's the regular cut. There's one you can rent, which is two hours, 41. That's the uh, director's cut. And then there's another you can rent, which is the theatrical. Yeah. Hang on. So, all right. So you can only rent untitled then. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Don't necessarily yeah, feel like that's a film I need 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 to have in my collection, so I can deal. We we are doing untitled, aren't we?
1: The the the, the extended version, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'd say so, yeah. It, uh, it, cool. it has the thing is because I uh, have you ever seen the extended version? Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I, I think there's 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 like an extra thirty odd minutes in it, and it, it's not just pointless bits thrown in there's actual full extra scenes in there that actually have some some kind of weight to the story i think
2: no 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 it's a great it's a it's a great cut
1: yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to that mm. yeah zero bill uh, i hope the sound uh, quality of the actual film is better than the sound quality yeah in the trailer. yeah, yeah. Uh, because i couldn't hear a fucking thing
3: that, that 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 is partly on you, though, because your ears don't work,
1: right? Part of that is my ears don't work, but I did ask you if you could hear anything, and you said it, it not really. It was
3: from you, yeah.
1: Yes. Um, I don't think there's anything else, trailer-wise. I think we might be done. Cool. Right. Should we main event this motherfucker? Mm. Right. So, uh, our feature review is Once more Time in Hollywood, uh, Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie. Um, I have not seen one Tarantino movie at the cinema and that is Jackie Brown uh, whereas I have seen uh, there's a point to what I'm saying here I have seen As of my Dogs I have seen Pulp Fiction I have seen Kill Bill 1 and 2 I have seen Death Proof and I have also seen Glorious Bastards Django and uh, Hateful Eight and this which means I've seen nine films of Quentin Tarantino's, but I've missed one, and this is his ninth movie. What,
2: what, what, what are you hoping to get out of this? Like, Bex is going to jerk you off because she's so excited that you... No, you... What, what, what I'm saying is, is, is I'm playing to the fact that a lot of
1: people are angry about the fact that he's calling it his ninth movie when people are saying, but it's not his ninth movie. So which one is he not counting? He's counting Kill Bill as two. But
3: it's as
1: two? No, he's counting Kill Bill as one. Count Skill as well.
3: But it's fucking not. It's two <laughs> <fun.
1: laughs> Which is the thing that people get angry about. And I just, I, I find it amusing that people get angry about it. It's a film and
2: then a sequel to that
1: film. <laughs> but he said it's not, it's one movie that it's was not. released in two parts.
2: Because he said, like, because like, in the promotional material, Kill Bill Volume 1, I think, was like the fourth film from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, or is it the f- fifth film? Shit. Fourth. Yeah, it is fourth, isn't it After Four. Jackie Brown, yeah. And then for Kill Bill Volume Two, it was the new film from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So it's you know he's being fucking cheeky there, but yeah, he no, it, it's two fucking films. It's two films. That the thing is, there,
1: I, 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 I will, I will say, do you know what? I count it as one film, but the simple, the simple fact is. I, I, I honestly don't care. I like the fact that Quentin Tarantino is adamant that he's made nine movies so far. And that's it. He's decided and gone, right, that's fine. People can say it's 10 or it's 11 or it's whatever. But I'm telling you, this is my ninth film.
3: Well, do you know what? To be fair, if he wants to believe that when it's actually he's made 10, yeah. but he said he's only going to make 10. So if he believed that... He, was too he's many going movies, He's black.
1: going to cheat. I am telling you right now, before I get into this movie, he is going to cheat with that. How will he cheat? Because he's saying that he's only going to make 10 Quentin Tarantino movies. So he will not count Star Trek as a Quentin Tarantino movie. No. He will make another Quentin Tarantino movie, and then he will. He, there will not only be one or two more Quentin Tarantino directed films in cinemas. I'm telling you now. But anyway... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is... Well, who's in it? Niamh DiCaprio's in it. Brad Pitt's in it. Margot Rovey's in it. Emile Hirsch's in it. Margaret Qualley's in it. Timothy Olyphant. Uh, Dakota Fanning. Bruce Dern. Al Pacino. I'm forgetting loads of people because there's shitloads of people in this movie. <laughs> Death, uh, Death, Death, sh-
2: Death Stranding's Margaret Qualley, by the way. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of Death Stranding shit going on here. She's oh very interesting. Uh, so Sorry, she's guys. got some fucking filthy feet. She does have dirty feet, yeah,
1: but she's a dirty hippie. Um, <laughs> so, well. Bernard, Bernard DiCaprio plays uh, Rick Dalton, who is a former Westerns TV star. Uh, the movie was set in 1969, uh, and he has his stunt double essentially works as like his bro Pierre. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, Cliff Booth, played by uh, Brad Pitt, who... And remember, guys, we are all spoilers all the time uh, with this, so we're going to get into a lot of spoilering as we're going along. Um, and it's all set against, essentially, the Rick Dalton uh, getting used to the fact that his career is on the decline um, and that he is a has-been. And it's set against the backdrop of 1969, the the Manson family and Sharon Tate, the Mirth there, which we'll all get into uh, going forward from there, because there's a, a lot to unpack with this. Um, Ian, what did you think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's fucking spectacular, really, isn't it? Um, I it's interesting. Um, I mean, if people aren't into it, then fair enough. I know some notable people on Twitter who aren't into it have been complaining about the vitriol they've been getting from Tarantino fanboys um who are into it, having a go at them for not being into it. And all I can say is those fanboys need to grow up. Um I I, I, I agree
1: wholeheartedly. However, yeah. A weird thing I have noticed is the amount of people shouting about how they are yep. not into this movie, Um yep. and that I, I have found a little bit. Do you know what? If 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 I don't like something, right, <laughs> and just I
3: register that dislike and move on, and I gear, see
1: somebody who really likes it, I don't waste my time or. Harsh their buzz by going by responding and saying, "Yeah, well, that's shit." Just get on me. get on yeah. With your
3: life. Yeah.
1: I, I, but then again, I have this to say whether or not I think something's shit or not. So I'm sorry for putting you in there. It, it just I have seen that, and both sides have their dickheads.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's 100 percent it. I mean, what I would say though is, yes, I think th- those people are probably shouting a bit, a bit loudly that they're having detractors and it's, I, I, I don't know. You you, you paid film critics and, you know, yes, you maybe do have to put up with this because you're in the public eye more than the average person. Um, But also I would say, I feel bad. I feel sorry for them that they didn't get out of it. What I got out of it. And I'm sure there are, there are other films where the tables are turned and
1: um, is, is this notable person
2: a um
1: a british film critic by any chance yeah is it a british film critic who um really likes a specific horror movie yeah um and i think i, it's, I, 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 I like said film critic, but I haven't seen what he's said about it but it's probably going to be the same thing he said about the past five Quentin Tarantino movies.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I really, really, really like the dude. But yep. I think there is a bit of... And, and, and fair play, I think there's a bit of troll baiting going on there. But I think that person has a habit of going down a rabbit hole with these things. And I've got a feeling that by the time they are back on their program after their cruise, that they are gonna not like the film as much as the middling thoughts about it. When they first saw it, I've got a feeling that it's going to be a bit of a flag waving thing that that person has a tendency to do at times. Yes. But I also think that that person is a massive force for good in the, the film criticism world. And Absolutely it, 100% agree with you on, on that. Uh, but it is, it's
1: not, it, He there's the a simple fact, he doesn't like the, the Quentin
2: Tarantino's movies. That's yeah, I
1: mean, a fact. Uh, which is fine. They're not for everybody. and I'm, sorry, I'm going to stop putting it on you now and let you actually give your thoughts. Yeah, I thought. I mean,
2: it, it, to be fair, my first like inter- proper interaction with him on Twitter was his shitty response to a Tarantino film, and me kind of shittily responding to him. Um, but he's actually like went back when I was trying to make the Sunshine book. He was actually a very big help for me on it, and I always felt bad that I was never able to see that through. But it is what it is. Uh, anyway. Once upon a time in Hollywood is a fucking treat. It's just it's interesting. I was talking to Noel after it, and he was saying that like it reminded him why he loves movies so much, and it is one of those ones. I didn't necessarily need reminding, but you know, as much as I really, really, really like the MCU films, and I and, and I defend them and the general um, quality of blockbusters and pop. Popular entertainment, I think, is actually very high. It's really, really nice just to sit in a massive Dolby Atmos-equipped screen and wallow in this for two hours forty minutes. Uh, you know, um, it is. It is a little shapeless. I think it's. People have said that they miss Sally Menke, and I see that. I think Fred Raskin does do, does do well with his Tarantino films, but it, it there it, it, it's kind of the nature of the film where it's it's very episodic, um, and I think it just about comes together at the end. But I've got to say, by the third act, I was a little bit worried that we weren't going to quite get all the threads together and I think they just about do Um, but DiCaprio is great Pitt is better but both I mean like DiCaprio is great but Pitt is supporting actor Oscar worthy Um, Roby I think is really really good as what her role in this film is And she's an incidental character. End of. She is. Um, And is there a criticism to be had there? I think maybe you could see that. But at the same time, her scene in the cinema where she's getting so much joy out of people just laughing at her antics on screen, I think it just kind of tells you everything you need to know about her character. Um, And it, it... I. It's just, it's Tarantino having fun, which it kind of feels like he hasn't been able to do for a while now because of the subject matter of his films. Um, I'll stop now, but yeah, uh, massive fan. It didn't let me down in the slightest. Cool. Thanks.
3: Um I mean, pretty much the same, to be honest. I think he, he's world building within it. Obviously, he's, he's building off of a world that actually existed, which, which probably helps, but it feels really grounded and tangible in a way that a lot of his other films don't, I think, for me. And it feels really alive because of it. It is a long film, and I honestly, you said to me it's two hours something long, didn't you? Yes, it's two
1: hours something. Yeah. And then. then... And then
3: when we got out and you actually checked, it was it's two hours forty. Two hours isn't forty-five. It? It's yeah. Like it does not feel two hours forty at all because you just absorbed into that world and you know? yeah, some of it might be shiftless and and not really have much of a direction, but that's normally if that's in a movie, it makes it feel longer. But the fact that you just kind of you're accompanying the characters on their day and just like bobbling around with them, fixing the roof, and like driving around in your car, it it makes it it makes it feel more real and vital. Yeah. I think, so I think that's that's probably my big sort of addition to what i agree with everything Ian said plus that um also with regards to the margot roby thing she it's not a film about sharon tate it's not a film about the manson murders they are a backdrop
0: yeah
3: and you know she gets she gets plenty to say like people saying that she didn't have much to say when she's in the scene with someone else and she's got someone to saw to she's got plenty to say when she's sat in the cinema watching herself on screen, well, she's not going to be sat there jabbering away, is she?
1: No, there's a screen time. Uh, I,
2: mean, I, mean, I, 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 I would say, I think, if anybody's the third lead of this film, it might be Margaret Quayley. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but
2: obviously they're not going to do that with the marketing of the film because Margot Robbie's Margot Robbie. I, I know this is true, can I just put
1: across my theory on the the, the, the whole Robbie thing? What? Um I don't a cut Um but it, it's we were talk about this afterwards, weren't we? Yeah. Um and I attribute it to the uh, a similar thing uh, and a similar reason why people have a problem with The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is a very good movie. Yeah. It's a very good Star Wars movie. The problem that people have with The Last Jedi isn't The Last Jedi. No. It's because exactly. it's not what they thought The Last Jedi was going to be. Yeah. So you've got a million or so Star Wars fans. No, they said Star Trek though. Uh, a million or so <laughs> Star Wars fans who are going to the movie and they've all decided it's something else. It might be vaguely similar, but they've all decided it's something else and they've all decided that they're right and it's their what is it. And then when it's something completely fucking different, They've all shook their fucking perfectly wrapped still in their wrappers' toys out of their various basements of, of their mothers uh, and gone, shit and it's fucking terrible and he's have destroyed my child and everything like that. And this is a diluted version of, of that, of people going... People
3: assumed it was a Tarantino yeah, movie.
1: It was, that was the one thing I saw from somebody who was saying, only Quentin Tarantino could make a horror movie, not, uh, could make a, not a horror movie it's been, um, a, a movie about the Sharon Tate murders and make it about two guys it's like, no because it's not a movie about that it, it, people have got the wrong in the stick yeah. and can, Margot Robbie knew what she was getting into with it <laughs> mm. and but he's, if- he's right right she's there because it's it's she's a very marketable star, and she's in the fucking
2: movie. But I mean, I mean how, how, is it not just a really nice idea of Tarantino's? And it's like, hey, what if she didn't fucking get killed? It's yeah. It's that's it's a nice idea. No, it's it's. What a, about it,
3: if they went one house to the right?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's not. Like it, it, it's it's what happens if. Yeah. The, 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 the reason why they've got of that is because that girl recognised Rick Dalton. Yeah. Th- th- that's it. And so it was a it was Tarantino Terrence... Yeah, okay, I'm gonna Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'm, no, i, I, gonna I are you sure? you, yeah. Um it, it's the whole one thing that's prickled uh, prickled Tarantino for years has been violence in cinema. It's prickled him for for years. It, it's it's why every time Krishna Guru Murphy interviews him, he says something about balance in cinema because he knows he knows that it's gonna cause him to lose his shit with it. Um and so what he essentially does in this movie is he uses it, that to go to throw some balance in cinema. Yeah. And that's what he does. The, the, that, I'll get into it later well, on after I've done my little bit about what, what I can do with but. There's a, there's a lot of cues within that that are really quite clever. But the main thing is that people are saying it's. It, there's a whole. And I felt a little bit weird about, right, how they're going to do this. Because I was convinced, and I've been convinced since the fucking start, Sharon Tate is not going to. that is that He's not going to do an accurate expectation of, of what happened.
2: Title yeah. alone. The title alone right? tells you yeah. that. And then <laughs> when you see oh, the trailer. Great. It's that trailer is not going to have the Manson family murders in it. Exactly. Mm. it it's called Once Upon a Time.
1: Very Once nice. Upon a Time. It's a mm. fairy fucking tale. Mm. It's what if this was this? Um, but we'll get more that in a second. I'll just do my quick little summarization and I'll move into that. Um, I, I, I think it, it's absolutely magnificent. I think it's, it, it's a, an absolute joy to be watching. Mm. Um, like you say, Ian, um, DiCaprio's fantastic. Pitt is better. But DiCaprio is better in moments. That scene where,
3: he's, where
1: he does with the little girl where yeah. he's... The scene with her scene is... And the fact that in that scene, it's that's the best acting I've ever seen. It, yeah. it, 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 it might actually be some of it, yeah. <laughs> he's fantastic. He DiCaprio has this amazing switch where he can go from being... Vulnerable, affable, lovable, you know, dancing and stuff like that. He he has an ability to go very nasty.
3: Well, I said to you afterwards, didn't I? That scene where he's, like, glowering in at them in, in the car.
1: Yeah, he's menacing as fuck. Yeah. Um, but Pitt... Pitt is... Right, yeah, that's it. I love it. Let's get more into it. Fuck it. Because um, I've got so much I need to say. Oh, no. Um it, this movie might contain one of my favourite Tarantino sequences, um, and it's from Pitt uh, picking up um, Margaret pussy cat, and then going to the uh, mansion ranch, essentially. Um, and there's that whole bit there, but the fact that they seem to think that they're intimidating Pitt. Character, they seem to think that they're intimidating Cliff Boone, Booth, um, that he's that they can get something over, him, that they've got the situation in control. Whereas he just doesn't give a shit. He is all upset. Beck? On, sorry about that, but oh, I didn't think you'd better find it. What? Oh, okay. Could you find it? I want to help, yeah. Oh, Sorry about that, guess Beck couldn't look through the stairs and... then did you'd better find it. <laughs> no worries. Sorry
0: about
1: that. Yeah, um, where's... Is- Pitt... I don't want you looking up the stairs for ages. You might have to cut this bit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I went
3: upstairs <laughs> to get a phone charger, and Mark, like bounded up the stairs, like, "What are you doing? I'll get my phone charger. I'll get it."
1: You're plugged in somewhere different, that's all. Um, I don't think you are looking around for it for ages, and then getting pissed off because you can't find it. Ah, oh, no worries. Um,
2: well, I just thought like you just fucking walked out on him or something, Beck. That, <laughs> that was something. He did seem to react
3: quite, you know, vehemently, didn't he? Sorry,
2: sorry about that, guys. Um, but
1: yet yeah, you have got Pip there, who is just so. Um, comfortable in the fact that he's he almost finds it amusing that they seem to be trying to intimidate him
3: yeah
1: yeah yeah like the the whole so why can't i go and see him and he's like yeah i'm still gonna go up and see him (laughs) it's just and it's that
2: oh i mean the the bit where like towards the end of that sequence where the tire's down and it's just you're going to change this tyre and the guy's <laughs> laughing at him and he just fucking beats the shit out of that guy. Yeah,
1: and then when they all walk towards him, he doesn't get scared, he basically just says to them, come one step further and i will knock his fucking teeth out. <laughs> yeah. When the, um,
3: what's his name, Tex comes over on the horse to like vet him it's or vet whatever him. and he just like... Just completely bemused by it. Yeah,
1: but it seems to look at him in, in, in a way of thinking, I really hope that guy gets off the horse. <laughs> and then you get the bit later on where he recognizes him and he's like, I know you, I know you. You've got a stupid name, like Rex or something like that. And then the girl calls him you like, that's it. <laughs> and then before that, you've got the one of my moments of the year. A pit point of going, Wait, are you real? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um it's it's just such a a great movie to spend time with.
3: There's so many bits that when you look back you're like, Oh, that was a really good bit. That was a really good bit. That was a really good bit. And really, what it is is that was a really good film. But like, it's it's all really good bits. It's that scene with um Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio when they're watching not CSI, FBI. Oh,
2: FBI, yeah,
3: yeah. That is a magnificent scene. He, he's just, and they just sat there shooting the shit. It's a really good scene. He,
1: they're just, they're really good friends, backed up by the fact that it, it never gets spelled spelled out to you. But there's all the little, what is it? So DiCaprio is a, a star on the way, mm-hmm. um, and so he he almost needs Cliff to be there as his as his cheerleader. Yeah. Essentially. As almost like his own little personal hype man. Yeah. Um and Cliff can't get a job because the whole industry thinks that he killed his wife. And it seems like he's a bit of a difficult person to work with. <laughs> Not because he's an arsehole, but because he is an arsehole a little bit. And so
3: I mean she did seem like a bit of a bitch his wife.
1: Yeah she did. But also but you've got there he's there's a they, they both need each other in different ways. Yeah. And because of that, they there's that brotherly love thing that they've got for each other. But I mean
2: like that, that discussion that they have where DiCaprio's like, I'm gonna have to let you go. Any other fucking film would have had that be the end of the second act turning point where they're not friends with each other before they become friends again at the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. But they they don't do that. It's just yeah, OK, cool. And then and then Kurt Russell's voiceover is just like, they're just going to get blind drunk. You know, they're going to have one more night together and they're going to get a blind drunk. And I just I really, really like the fact that none of the characters in this film are in conflict with each other, like the central characters. It's just their lives. And then the people who are in conflict with them are basically figures of fun. Like the Manson family are fucking jokes in this film,
1: yeah.
0: yeah
2: which is uh, which, which, which is what it should be. It,
1: it's I, I did like the fact that Manson d- d- gets no screen time basically. He might mm-hmm.
3: talk
1: About what 10 20 seconds? Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we don't get the the meeting between Brad Pitt and, and Manson. Mm. It's it almost feels like if this movie had been made. Five or ten years ago, we might have got that mm. between Cliff and, and Manson, but it feels like Tarantino's most controlled and most um, mature movie mm. he's made. It, it feels like a movie. Tarantino always says, and he even said it in an interview we we're watching with him today. He makes movies that that he wants to watch, mm.
3: and.
1: He likes yeah, maybe yeah,
3: if, if it's weird watching his song, movies like that. I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's, he, he likes watching them and he likes the punchiness, he likes the, the pop culture references, he likes all of that. Whereas with this, he doesn't seem to be shooting for it. He's, it's almost like he's gone, do you know what? I'm not the cool thing in this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Because it isn't supposed to be that much of a of a cool movie it's it, it, it's something different yeah and he's playing it down a lot it's a lot lower level
3: it's a lot more grown up it, yeah.
1: it's a lot more grown up and you've got the you mentioned it Bex. The, the fucking sound design yeah of the punchiness of it you know when it when ever cliff punches anybody it, it it sounds like fucking thunder <laughs> it's unreal, and when he throws Bruce Lee into the fucking car
3: that is, hmm. that, is weird, that, bit. That, that sequence as well that, that whole bit's really good I know
1: it's pissed a lot of people off
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really get it I don't think, I don't think like it's as disrespectful as, as they're making it out to be people are making out that they're making out to be really arrogant they don't, he's talking about how much he respects Muhammad Ali mm. um, and how it's, 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 it's him going into combat, and, and then he happens to say that he thinks he could take him, but it's not like, he's not oh, Cassius Clay, he's a fucking waste of space, I could easily take the, him. The,
1: the issue people have is Bruce Lee was one of the elite people in what he did, absolutely true, like some second-rate stuntman would be able to best him.
3: Green beret or something. There is that,
1: yeah. People go, people look for things to get pissed off about. And he doesn't
3: really beat him, does he? He grabs him when he runs at him and throws him into a car. Which he gets
1: up at pretty fucking quickly. Yeah,
3: is. it's not like they It's like an extended fight, and he happens to best him. He grabs him and throws him at a car.
2: It is quite amusing when you get Zoe Bell coming out there as well. I mean, I mean,
3: it, it, cameo.
2: Yeah. In fairness, there is the whole Bruce Lee making all those noises. And then Prad Pitt just going, what? Which I laughed a lot at, but I could maybe see, I think Tarantino is trying to say that those noises he was making were ridiculous. And does he re- like, did he really make those noises in real life? I mean, like it's, I, I, I don't know. I could see why people who were close to Bruce Lee would maybe be pissed off about I, that I, interpretation. I, I, I could,
1: if, if, it's a big if, if Dragon the Bruce Lee story, and Dragon the Bruce Lee story video game, which were both endorsed by the Lee family, didn't exist.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, th- th- yeah, yeah. I, su- I suppose so. I, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it, it's just, if, if it was like a loved one, and then you and then you saw this, and i yeah i i, I can I can see that i i think that there's a it, it, it's
1: a it, it's a weirdness to it i think i think that there is that there, so I can see it, but I think the it it's it's another stick that tarantino detracts are using to deal <laughs> with, and it's a bit like i agree with that, come on.
3: I just I I expected it to be really like to be portraying him as being really arrogant and strutting around and saying he could take anyone and stuff like that. From from what people have been saying about it, I expected way worse. I, I just I don't think it paints Bruce Lee in that bad of a light.
1: No, he still seems like a fucking cool dude. Yeah. You know, he's he's there on set filming a show that he's filming and he's willing to sort of fight the stump man to prove his point. Yeah. You know, but not like a fight, fight, a sparring match, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, I, 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 think it's a really, it, it, if anything, it, it kind of it builds up the legend more of Bruce Lee, uh, of that. So I, 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 really quite enjoyed that. And then you've got the great line of, you know, if I kill you, yeah. I go to jail.
3: <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah,
1: you've got that as well. Yeah, that's
3: good. He's, he's, he's brilliant in it to be fair I mean you think he's better than Leonardo Ricardo yeah I think he, Leo probably just pips it but they're never really really good
1: yeah it, it's so where is everybody on the, the shift that it has mm. well it has a specific point where um, literally the movie says now the moment you've all been waiting for the movie literally says that, mm. and then that's when it moves into the the night in question.
2: And the um, the, the track playing on top of that montage is uh, "Out of Time." Yeah, I think it's called by Rolling Stones. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, it's uh, again. I don't have a problem with it, but it is quite shit's going to fucking happen now.
1: Yeah, and then it starts to say. So, do you have? Any issues with the alternate history at all?
2: The revisionism. Nah. Why would I? It, it's a happier ending than what happened in real life. I don't know exactly. why. Why you could? I, 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 a I,
3: pregnant I, lady got to live. In
1: yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I found that, and I think it, it's it's a really it, it, Tarantino's managed to do that wonderful thing of having a happy ending that is actually a really somber. And sad ending.
3: Yeah, it, I, I said to you, didn't when the credit was rolling. Doesn't it just make you really sad though that that's not how it played out?
1: Mm. And it, and it's, it, it takes the whole. It 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 gives the 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 actual title of the movie an extra line, an extra level of um uh, of credence to it mm. because it's the, you know, the once upon a time it, it it's, mm. you know. I, but then you get the, the, the wonderment of them properly fucking up the hippies. <laughs> you know, these are... These, Fuck the flamethrower. You know, Just the woman screaming. <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's amazing. The thing is, you've got that. I think the fact is, the dog's there, and the dog gets up to go for, for uh, text at one point and pick motion for the dog to stare. And the thing is, you watch it going... Oh god, you know what's gonna happen. You know he's got the can in his hand and he's gonna throw that at that girl. Oh
3: yeah, that bit that when it hits her in the face. You know that um that going to
1: fuck up the, 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 the dog's gonna fuck up The dog's gonna fuck up Tex. You know that Tarantino's not gonna kill the fucking dog. No. Because there's no way he's gonna do that. But then you are thinking, what's gonna what how does DiCaprio what come what into this? Another one. <laughs> um, but it's the
3: it, it's the shot a flame thrower
1: at me, and I'm gonna pull. I'd probably just duck. I mean, she can't see anything. the can't anything oh, like that. She's, she's just she's she's blind. Isn't she because the can the, the, the can of the dog. Yeah, um, yeah, true, yeah. And then but the, but then the fact that there's the fucking flame thrower, and then you get the line later on of I fucking shot her with a flame thrower. <laughs> <laughs> I she's mean, like, it's like, oh, that's from. And they get the movie. And he goes, yeah still works.
3: That <laughs> bit where walking through the gate with Jay Sebring is, is brilliant. It is a brilliant way to kiss off a film.
1: It is, because it's so, it's... Because
3: it's kind of, it's him coming kind of background again and going, oh, actually, no, people do remember me. It's, it's quite nice. It to is. It's like, oh, hang on, that guy, oh, but the, when everyone's leaving him, like, oh, I'll come, I'll come to the hospital with you. No, 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 come. don't come till tomorrow. And then wife's gone back to bed because she's on the sleeping tablets. The dogs were there and he's just like, this whole big dramatic thing just happened, and I'm now on my own. What the fuck do I do? It's like, "Fuck oh, come
1: on all yeah. right. <laughs> it, it is, and it's it, it's just such a wonderful moment. But it's
3: yeah.
1: You get the you managed to get the gleeful, violent these 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 motherfuckers. You're not watching it going these motherfuckers are trying to kill Rick Dalton. You're watching it and going those motherfuckers killed Sharon Tate. Yeah, a pregnant woman. They deserve everything that is happening to them right yeah. now.
3: And their faces are to smashed into fireplaces and stuff like that. It's like, this is what you actually deserve yeah. in real life. Yeah,
1: you deserve to get your dick Yeah. You deserve to get shot by a, an aging movie star with a flamethrower. <laughs> All of that deserves to happen. It is. There are few filmmakers out there that can get away with that, mm. with what Tarantino has done. And.
3: The thing is, though, because it's like a comeuppance that obviously never happened,
1: mm.
3: you are kind of with him with wanting it to happen. Mm. So, like, in a lot of his films, the, the violence people are, like, clutching their fucking handbags at it. With this one...
2: You're there going, yeah, fucking
1: yeah,
2: you. Smash that handbags. fucking ape!" I mean, <laughs> to, 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 to be fair, I mean, he's done that a lot recently. I mean, Inglourious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. It, Django Unchained. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you have to go through an awful lot of really horrible shit in Jago Unchained Chain before you get to that, yeah. which you don't necessarily do here. Um, but cathartic violence is a is a Tarantino thing, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I think that does bother people these days. But it's because, like Mark was saying earlier on, people are just fucking touchy about absolutely fucking everything.
1: Yeah, yeah and the thing is with the 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 bastards thing. I saw an interview with him recently where he was th- they were talking to him about the, um, the thing, and he, and he, he was saying he, he couldn't work out what to do about the Hitler thing. And he kept going through all these things of what to do. He said, and the only thing he kept coming back through to was kill Hitler. <laughs>
0: he
1: said, so, And he says, I, so what I did was, I thought, I can't kill Hitler, but it's the only logical thing to do is to kill Hitler. He said, so what I did is I wrote on a piece of paper, and I put it on top of my laptop, um where I in my office where I wrote the movie, and I wrote and I went to bed. He said, and it said it said on it, kill Hitler. He said, So when I got up the next morning, I lifted it and went, and if it still made sense, if it was still the only thing that made sense, I could then start writing Killing Hitler. And I picked it up and went, Yep, the only thing that makes sense is kill Hitler. yeah. yeah. Yeah and, it, yeah, and then and then I think having the you know, having done that, it, it it almost gives him the where he's gone. You know what? Fuck it. What, what what can I do next? And you know, he said that the that the because he got it a movie is quite young. That um, I think he'll have only been six, seven. I think this happened. He was saying that 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 was still around for a number of years. And so when he started getting into movies, it was it was still a thing. That he, he, it was One of, of the first news things he vividly remembers. Yeah. Um which, which kind of makes sense. Um but yeah, I, I I I do think that it's a it's Tarantino's ninth slash tenth movie. So mm-hmm. however we want to look at it, we'll yeah. that around. Is there another filmmaker we were talking about this earlier by best yeah. that has delivered that level of quality
3: consistently for the same period of time?
1: Yeah,
3: we watched and would highly recommend this in if you haven't already watched it. It's on BBC mm-hmm. iPlayer, um, I think it's called Sort of Movies That Made Me or something, yeah. um, and it's it's just it's just an interview with Tarantino about all the different aspects of his filmmaking. As well. Oh not
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it on YouTube the other day. Watched it. yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's about half an hour long and it just kinda of goes into like various different aspects. Um and it honestly we we watched it didn't we earlier and it was like, Fucking hell, he actually is a bona fide genius filmmaker, isn't he? Yeah. he is. When you see all the clips kind of cut into something and you're like, Oh, fuck, that's a good bit, that's good Again, it's the same thing. It's all just good bits. Yeah, it
1: is. It, it, there's been filmmakers who have have made as many great movies, but I've seen you when, when what is perceived as I don't agree with it, but what is perceived as being your worst movie
2: is Death Proof. Sweet Christ, that's pretty good going, you know, it, isn't it? Fuck's sake! It is. That's it. There's
3: no flubs, is there? There's no. There's no. There's no crap in there.
2: There's no you know, He's
1: his mistake is Jackie Brown. Can I can you mistake being Jackie Brown? It's mental. Yeah. Um What gone, what, what else have we got uh, about this? I, I feel like it's more I feel like I've bogged out a lot of time. Well, I mean I
2: I I I think the another criticism that people have had of it is the love for showing the scenes from the TV episodes that DiCaprio's filming. But love that. I, it's fucking amazing. Like I yeah. wanted to watch that. I yeah. wanted to see what the fuck was gonna happen. Like the him and Timmy Timothy Oliphant, that shit is bloody brilliant. And I like yeah. I wanna see what that relationship is between those two guys and i i mean i know we referenced it earlier on but that bit where he's got the little girl hostage and it's that whole thing where it's like an actor is playing an actor playing a part and he's got to play this part like he's really 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 trying but you've got to see the great acting but also understand how much he is putting into this performance like that's there's so many fucking levels to that. And when he pushed that girl on the ground,
3: on oh, the ground, just comes up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the whole, he is deciding to do that. And then like, cause I thought, well, shit. And then at the end, like Sam Wanamaker comes over and he's like, pushing her to the ground, the, the ground. Like that was amazing. And like, he says, like, I'm sorry, I pushed you so hard. And you know, and it's like, shit. Okay. That was a choice. By that character, and I, I just like I, I don't know. It's the, the, the little girl's reaction
1: level. Next When he apologised and said sorry, I put that you too hard. That's sweetheart you are. And <laughs> it's like no, I fall over all the time for fun. And oh, no, she
2: was she was
3: patting <laughs> pat, it, patting right? her arms. Yeah. yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah, it, it's but... yeah, it's. I, I think it's kind of.
3: It... There's little moments of validation for him as he goes through that maybe he's not quite as crap and has been as he as he thinks he is.
1: Yeah, and, the fact that Ed, and that's one of them. Yeah, and everybody seems to actually really quite like him. Nobody seems yeah. to dislike him or anything like that. Um, that bit where
3: he sat reading his book. Yeah. And, and she's there and he's explaining the book and he gets really upset. There's just so many really brilliant little bits.
1: Yeah. Um, can we can we can we get a bit of appreciation for? a, 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 a we need a Steve McQueen biopic starring Damien Lewis. <laughs>
3: Yeah. See that bit was good as well when you were talking about um, him almost getting great escape and he's <laughs> cutting to the footage. That what a really good, what a really clever little touch. Yeah.
2: Um.
3: What else was there?
2: I was gonna say. Uh, I, I can I just say, say as well? Just in, in the scene we were talking about the fact that Luke Perry's like last screen moment is that scene.
0: Yeah.
2: And people are going to always talk about that scene, and tangentially we'll talk about Luke Perry like it just i i think that's a, that's so, that's so lovely and it, i mean it's heartbreaking that that guy died at the age that he fucking died at but yeah. the fact that he gets that to be basically his screen swan song it, it just lovely and the fact that,
1: that that Tarantino absolutely 100% insisted i want him as named in every single fucking trailer yeah. i want him named as part of the cast. Yeah. Uh, because he said, you know, it turns out he said he wanted to work with him for years because he he, he knew it. I, it's I, I think I remember seeing something. He wanted to work with him for years because he lives up he lived up the road from him and just really liked him. Just he's he's just a really really good dude. Mm. Um, Margaret Whaley is 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 magnificent. I was blown away when I found out that she was Anna McDowell's daughter. <laughs> you can
3: kind of see it when
1: you know. Her. Well, you know, her, yeah, but. Yeah. Fucking out! for everything I've seen her in so far, that girl has got so much fucking presence and charisma. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, what was I say? Oh, the scene after he forgets his lines, I was going to mention that as well. That's improvised.
1: What? Oh, him just like losing his shit after he forgets his yeah. lines and telling him what to come in and stop. Yeah.
2: It's. Actually, <laughs> you're going to make a promise to yourself. You're going to you're gonna stop drinking. You're going to fucking quit this booze and stop drinking. <laughs> you're going to make a promise to yourself that he just takes a fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: fact that he's like, <laughs> you don't even like whiskey sours. Why do you have eight? <laughs> yeah,
3: what the fuck is that big bottle of whiskey he's got on his counter? I. amazing.
1: <laughs> I also love the fact that it, it shows stuff like him learning his lines.
3: Yeah, with his tapes. With
1: his tapes that he's made.
3: You did this. You covered this. And now they're all going to think that you didn't.
1: It's yeah. It's uh, Mm. I I I just think that it it almost it's a weird one in that it's an exceptional level of filmmaking Mm. that I feel is maybe going under the radar how good it is because it's Tarantino. In a weird way, you just kind of expect because A, you expect it. People who yeah. love Tarantino expect it to be good, mm. and people who don't like Tarantino are, 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 are foaming at the mouth to criticise it for certain things. Yeah. And it's a bit like, look, can't we just accept the fact that this is, you know, Tarantino? What he always says is, "I'm one of you guys. I'm a, I'm just a film obsessive guy who makes fucking films." Mm. You know, and I, I, I just. I can't wait to go and see it again.
3: Yeah, we're going at the weekend, aren't we? I
1: think so, yeah. And I might go and enjoy the week as well.
3: Huh, the caddy in the film belongs to Michael Min Madsen. The caddy that he drives around all the time. Oh right, yeah. It's Michael Madsen's car. <laughs> it was also in reservoir dogs.
1: Yes, it is the same one, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, are we are we done on
3: Yeah, with any any criticisms from anyone. Mm. I have I have I have one criticism. Well I have two criticisms but it's 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 one really. Cool. Casting of some of the Manson clan. All right. I thought Dakota Fanning was crap, and I thought um, Lena Dunham. I could have really fucking done without that.
1: I get the thing that if, if, if it was if it was cast now, Lena Dunham wouldn't be in it. I no. think she was cast at the time because at the time it made sense. If that makes any sense.
3: Mm. Yeah, that—that's my, literally my only criticism of the whole movie. And they—they're they're, both of them are in it for what a few minutes combined.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't think I have much more to say really. I mean, it just—it's yeah, it's a wonderful film. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some slight criticisms, but uh, you know, it, it's hard to make a perfect film. And is it—is it my favourite? Of Tarantinos. Um on on initial viewing, I in my head, Inglorious Bastards is still the one for me. But it's a very, very, very high bar. You know, it, it it's a really high bar. Like I rewatched um uh the Kill Bill films and those films just seem to get better for me as well. Uh volume two particularly. Um It yeah I don't know I I just don't think there's ever going to be a filmmaker again with as consistently high quality a a fucking a filmography. I mean, like you could even throw David Fincher in there, but he's got Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah. So you know, Alien Three, or and and, and to be fair, yeah, Alien. You know, you're right, Alien Three. Yeah, I I do really
1: like Alien Three, but I accept the fact that. I like it because of the film it is, which makes no sense, but.
2: Yeah, but... yeah, I mean, Alien 3 and Benjamin Button are both worse films than Death Proof are.
1: Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, Bex, so where would you, around about on first viewing, and say I want to meet you in, where would you put it in Tarantino's... What is it? Not, I, you need don't to need to finish. rank exact, but... Yeah, well. we,
3: we to we need to finish our rewatch... Um,
1: but on initial viewing,
3: well, yeah. view, probably top. You got it top. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Oh,
1: nice. I'm probably it's probably second or third for me. After, I still think Django is a really special movie.
3: It is, I think I think for me this is better than Django. But I think. But I, it, it's marginal, marginal. It is
1: marginal, yeah. yeah. But I have a feeling that the more I watch this, the more I'm going to fall in love with it.
3: I feel like whichever one out of the out of the the really 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 strong ones, which I mean mostly all are, but whichever one you've watched us recently, I'll probably be top.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing I haven't mentioned uh, is um, again my favourite cinematographer Robert Richardson's cinematography is just incredible you know he's the fact that um i thought i was finished but i'm not now Um, (laughs) (laughs) insert godfather part three they pull me back in again gif Um, the fact that what you've got for the um the the first two-thirds of the movie is You've got a lot of wide angle sideways shots. So it, it, it you've got it, it's either from a slight angle of sideways or it's an outright fucking sideways. And it's a lot of wide angle shots um uh, coming at from there. And you've got a lot of that. And it's mostly set in light. There's a lot of light around. Um and then once you have the the night where everything kicks off, it's all in darkness. Mm. And everything's, nothing's shot from the side anymore. Everything's shot. You're either looking at something coming towards you or you're watching something going away from the action. Mm. So Brad Pitt is walking away from the action as they're coming towards it. Everything is face on rather than side on now. And it's close in. It's not far away. It becomes, the movie is being airy and open and breezy and then all of a sudden it becomes claustrophobic claustrophobic and closed and tense and it's it's just such high level filmmaking across the board without showing off and going look how fucking good we are. It's not that flashy in comparison to a lot of other Tarantino. And then you've still got a fucking kick-ass score that reminds yeah. people how great Neil Diamond is. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely not shit for me. Okay, of course. Yeah. Uh, it, I will be surprised if it's not... I, I'll be very happy if it's not my number one movie of the year at the end of the year because it'll mean that I've seen something better than this, which is fucking amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah but but, it'd, but, it'd be yeah, a hell of a thing.
1: Yeah, there's one that I'm looking at going that might...
2: What, well, The Irishman? Irish, yeah. Not yeah.
1: I, I I think Joker. I think I'll get a lot out of, but it's gonna have to go a long way. I, I think I'm gonna really like the Joker. Is it gonna be that? Probably. Not. I'm I'm a supporter Joker. Our Can be wrong about things sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so our poll. Zip shit. Seventy six percent. Uh, punching class ten percent. People are miserable, 10%. Oh, shit. And
2: Geostorm, 4%. Ian, have you just fallen through a plate glass window? Uh, no, this uh, basket on our stairs that I just dropped when I was coming downstairs with the laptop.
1: Good. As long as you're OK. Um, uh. yeah,
2: and actually, at, at this point, I'm probably just going to go for a pee and also pick up that basket. I'll be back. OK,
1: uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll, well, we'll do some of what I want watching them, shall we? All right, cool. I'll, I'll be back as quick as I can. Yeah, Uh, so go on then, Bex. What have you been watching? Because you watched a few bits without what? Oh, not many. Well, you've watched some, haven't you? So maybe I'll be a liar, Rebecca.
3: Hang on. What have I watched without you? Oh. Letterboxd isn't working, Mark. I don't know. Um, Oh, Tintin. I watched The Adventures of Tintin. I really love Tintin. Like, it was clearly meant to be, like, a series of films, and it makes me sad that it's not. It's inoffensive. It's interesting. It's got Jamie Bell... Tintin, Snowy's adorable. I just, I really enjoy it, and I, it makes me a bit sad that there isn't more of them.
1: Because I think originally it was going to be Spielberg at the first, yeah, and then it was going to be a, a Fincher one, right, and a Zemeckis one.
3: It, it, they're really good stories. They're just like fucking detective stories with this journalist kid trying to solve crimes. It's they're really good and they're good family fare.
1: You know
3: what
0: I'm
3: going to say, do you? What? Oh. They feel a bit Tory. They maybe do, yeah.
1: They are a bit Tory. <sighs> I don't know. Why are they bad Tory? They're not bad Tory. Uh, they're like, they're like, like yellow Tory, maybe. They're slightly lived-down coalition Tory. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 all right, fair enough. Yeah, go on then. Um, what else have you watched?
3: Do um, The only other thing, um, I yeah, started rewatching watching Coco today to see if it got me in the same way the that feels. it did in the field, like it did when I first watched it. It's fucking great, it's Coco. I, I, I really do think you should watch it.
1: I okay, can't, I won't, but wow. I, I just don't
3: give a shit. I, I fucking hate Pixar and all that they stand for, but Coco's really
1: good. That's cool. I just can't get excited for anything like that. In the that's same so way, sad. in the same way as you can't get excited for watching a Pauly Shaw I movie. Mean, well,
3: that's because they're shit.
1: Right? That's fine. I don't agree with you on that. I think you're wrong. I think, <laughs> I think that's, it's it's a form of discrimination.
3: Against Paulie Shaw?
1: Against Paulie Shaw. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it's because you're anti-Semitic. I'm not going to say that.
3: <laughs> you're funny.
1: Um, so, yes, that was what you've watched. So, Ian's from a plate glass window. Are
3: you fighting with that basket again, Ian?
1: It clearly is.
3: Quite troubling, though, because, like, the noises from, from the other end of the... Well,
1: it, it, it's been, it's been a, a sort of noises. You have, you have me freaking out about you not finding a charger. Yeah, what, was what?
3: what? Like, Your level of reaction to that was... I'm still a little bit weirded out. I'm going to look around the bedroom and see what you didn't want me to see.
1: I, there's nothing I don't even in the bedroom.
3: That, that was a weird reaction.
1: I just, I didn't want you to be scrolling around looking for the, what is it while we were recording.
3: Well you came like bounding up the stairs and you looked like really genuinely concerned. I wasn't concerned, that was fine. Because you've let Isabel go out and we were she wasn't supposed to be going out. And you didn't want me to find out that she wasn't there. No,
1: she's fine, sorry.
3: Ian,
1: mm. hey, have you finished breaking windows? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm um right so um 13 ghosts did we do that on the last That's show? one yeah okay. uh do you want to do a couple now in we got a okay. few uh few more I'll, I'll
2: do the rest of
1: ours sorry yeah go on then let's listen there we go yeah.
2: okay cool uh so uh took so myself did... Afternoon to go and see Good Boys. Uh, so nice. this is the, um, the the one that Seth Rogen's been all over the trailers on. Um, he, he produced it, he's doing the fucking market now. Um, so basically, yeah, so uh, Good Boys, um, it's kind of what it says on the tin, to be honest, three lads going about, dicking about and swearing while, uh, they, drugs in it. And then the girl wants it back, but they won't give it back because they don't want her peddling drugs to the community when she basically just wants to take the drugs herself. Um, it's all right. It's fine. it's, Again, it's one of those ones where like now a Netflix film is a Netflix film. It's like, I would watch this on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like five years ago. It would be like, yeah, okay, I'll go to the cinema and see that and I'll have a good time. But it is kind of Netflix have broken this level of film. Um, and, I, you know, could, should does that mean that the the, 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 the the filmmakers should step up a bit and make these more worth seeing in a cinema? yeah to be fair but um i mean it's not it's not shit um there's a line in it which slayed me where someone says to this lad they'll think you're a misogynist and he's he just says no i've never misogynized anyone (laughs) and i just thought that was quite good um you know i mean it's kids misunderstanding things there's a running joke about how one of them's parents are basically like sex addicts and uh they've one of them's waving animal beads around like their nunchucks and there's a sex swing and they're all kind of like swinging on on it just having a laugh and it you know it's very very basic stuff but there's moments of sweetness there's a There's a good few laughs in it. Um, It's not awful, but it's also very, very three out of five. That's fair enough. Yeah. But it's also like a flat 90 minutes as well. It it, it doesn't outstay its welcome. So there's that. A couple of kids films. I also saw today Playmobil, the movie. Um, Ooh. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy, bless her. She has to do a live-action musical number at the start of the film, and it—you it, just think, I hope you, they paid you well, Anya Taylor Joy. Um, she plays a girl who's kind of disconnected from her younger brother. They get sucked into a Playmobil world, and they learn to love each other again. Um, it's not—it's actually not that. Um, I mean it's most notable for the fact that its distributor in the US has basically run out of money can't afford to market it and so pulled it two weeks before it was supposed to come out and pushed it to December Um, so the Playmobil people must be thrilled about that (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's fine for a kids film Lottie was engaged throughout the entire thing like she she was pretty in to be fair, um, and yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it just—sorry, that's kind of what it needs to do, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, and I, I didn't hate it. I, there's, there's absolutely nothing to recommend it, but, and I mean, like the, 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 the cynicism of it is a bit there at times because they have to go through a variety of Playmobil lands. So, like every fifteen minutes or so, you get a new land with, I'm sure, a lot of new toys in it. So, from from that from that aspect, yeah, you know, you could you could see the, the money grabbing. Um, is it as smart as the Lego Movie? No, but why? You know, it, it probably wasn't going to be. It's the Playmobil movie, um, but is it the worst thing I'll see this year? No
1: play playmobil is literally shit lego anyway let's be honest <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it's Lego for people who can't really be asked to construct yep. things um and uh, yeah i mean it just it's it's been getting some really sniffy one or two star reviews, and it's like yes, as an adult, sure, but it's not for me, yeah, it's not for you. And as a film for kids, I didn't necessarily feel that it was completely brain dead. So, you know, not great, but, um, I, you know, if you've got kids, I probably wouldn't pay full price to see it. But if you see it like a movies for juniors thing where you're only paying a couple quid for entry, why not? Uh, and like I say, lots had fun. She didn't go to the toilet once, which is a really big sign for her. Um, comparison yesterday took her to see Dora and the Lost City of Gold which she had three toilet breaks for. <laughs> oh. But she also really enjoyed it. And I've got to say, I had a good time with it. It's directed by James Bobin, who directed The Muppets and Alice Through the Looking Glass. Um, so, you know, he's he's got a bit of pedigree behind him, mo- most notably with The Muppets, I think it's fair to say. And there's, and there's a story by credit for uh, Nicholas Stoller, who uh, wrote and directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Get to the Greek uh, and wrote The Muppets. So... Basically, in this, Dora is no longer the teeny tiny kid from the TV series, um, and there's an introduction sequence where it's kind of revealed that all the stuff that she did in Dora the Explorer was essentially all make-believe. Um, it, it flashes forward 10 years. She's 16 years old. Um, and the first act spends some time kind of, like, subverting Dora the Explorer stuff, so that there's a bit where she looks at the camera and says, Can you say delicioso? And then it just cuts to a dad played by Michael Pena, just kind of like looking behind him and saying, "Who are you talking to?" Um, so yeah, that's the trailer.
1: It, it, yeah, it's pretty damn good. It yeah, plays yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm kind of into that. And it, and it basically becomes Indiana Jones for, for kids and tweens. Um, and it's fun. Um, action scenes are fun. The cast are all pretty good together. Um, it's it's got a Wahlberg in it. I've got a feeling he might he might actually be related to Marky Mark, um, and he plays Diego, uh, uh, Dora's cousin. Uh, I think it's Jake Wahlberg. I want to say. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not amazing, and the subversive stuff does kind of like. Disappear after the first act, even though there is a bit where they uh, inhale some psychedelic spores and then they all turn into cartoons for a couple of minutes, which was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's it's a decent time. It kind of looks like maybe they didn't quite get the budget they needed to to really flesh it out. It looks very very sound stagey, um, but. Yeah, had a had a decent time with it. Oh, there's also a bit where uh, Dora imagines that her monkey friend can talk, and it's voiced by Danny Trejo. Of course, you know that's fine. That's that's kind of what I need, really. So, yeah, Dora and the Lost City of Gold It's it's actually if you're a parent, it, it's not a bad shout. It's not. A, it, it's better than the Playmobil movie. The Playmobil movie's still not like shit. Shit. Um. I've only, I've actually only got I've got a couple other things. Should I just do it? Yeah, can do it. Yeah, uh, rewatch the Ant Man films. Uh, I really enjoy the Ant Man films. I think they're the underrated, redheaded stepchildren of the MCU universe, and I think that's kind of unfair. Um, really, really good cast of characters that work well with each other. Again, Michael Pena, he's fucking brilliant. Like he's very, very good in Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he's yeah very very good. I don't think we're going to get a third one. I think they've probably done. all I, I I think they're going to move on to their new characters now and just have maybe have Ant Man pop up every now and then, uh, which is a shame. Um, I yeah I just I really rate them. They're just lightweight frothy things that aren't about the end of the world, and I appreciate that. Um, and I watched uh, rewatched Dumbo. Uh, Tim Burton's Dumbo, um, which is, I I think it's a really interesting visual world. I think it's utterly inessential, but there's more there's more to it than the Lion King remake. I'll say that. Um, Aladdin still my favourite of the Disney live action remakes of this year, though by by a fucking pretty wide margin, actually. Um, I think yeah, I think that's it for me.
1: Cool. Uh, we've got a couple more things, can't we? Yet? We do. Uh do you wanna go? No yeah, you
3: can go, I did my
1: two. Okay. Oh yeah, I've, I've got I've got I've got a couple that you didn't watch today. Didn't
3: yeah,
1: go uh, I watched Night School, the um Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish movie. Mm-hmm. Um It's it, Haddish
2: Yes. Hedish. it's Haddish. It's like the way you said Qualey earlier. Uh Marguerite Qualey, or whatever the fuck you said earlier on. Qualey. Say it again.
1: Yeah,
2: you said it. So, you said it differently earlier on. Did no, I? Fair enough. I probably did. It was like Quayle or something.
1: Um, yeah, this this movie is funnier than it has any right to be. I actually
3: quite wanted to watch
1: that. I don't know why. You, because I suggested it and you said, "Ugh, no." I think you think no, I, it did. Um, so yeah, Kevin Hart plays a. a can I go? Mild spoiler. Yeah. Um, he plays a kid who fucks up um, his high school because, um, essentially, it, very early on in the movie, it tells you, "Look, he's got dyslexia and quite severe dyslexia, but isn't aware of it." Right. So he seems smart. He's obviously he's quite a fast talker and everything like that. So he fucks off school, um, doesn't get his GED, uh, but ends up making a vague amount of success for himself as a barbecue salesman. Um, but then he's living essentially check to check, keeping a girl that he can't afford, etc. Uh, and ends up having to go to night school to get his GED. Um, uh, and hilarities. Yes. Uh, but it is actually really quite. <laughs> Up to a moment, okay. and there's a point where it stops. About twenty minutes from the end, and it just stops being as funny. Right. But it's still trying to be funny. But you're going, oh, you've run out of steam. You've what? just totally run out of steam.
3: So why is that, and what happens?
1: It just runs out of steam, and it starts going for jokes that it wasn't going for earlier.
3: Right. <clears throat> itself.
1: Yeah, it does. And it hasn't gone there yet, and then all of a sudden it just goes there for the last twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall it, it, it's it, it's a lot of fun. Um, what else is there? Um
0: beep wee we're gonna
1: here. Yes. Yes. Easy getting attacked. This ah! yeah. yes. is not
2: pointing. <laughs> It's at least not
1: part of you Play back windows. Shall I? Shall I go in the
2: living room now, guys? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what else have we watched? Next?
3: Uh, so we watched the a um, bit of a random pick actually. The the butcher's wife. Did we talk about that last time or do?
1: We... No, I watched it. We watched that since.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just it's. Um...
1: One oh, five,
3: I think, is it? I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically. Um. Who plays it? Which
1: one?
3: The main sort of guy that marries her, uh, the butcher. Uh.
1: George is that what
3: it is? Yeah. Um. Basically, goes on a fishing trip, and Demi Moore's character is waiting for her knight in shining armor to come and like take her take her away, and she's got all these like signs from the universe of, of of him arriving by boat and all this kind of stuff so she assumes it's him and he's like he's quite a lot older not exactly the best shape, and she's pete demi more yeah so um they she marries him they go back home um they're not really supposed to be together and Again, polarity issues.
1: Yeah, she's a clairvoyant, and she keeps yeah, on just telling all the people advice of yeah. the local psychiatrist played by Jeff Daniels, keeps on having to sort out the... What?
3: Jeff Daniels. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I It is Jeff Daniels. Okay. Um, ends up having to sort out everybody else's problems, and it seems to be her sorting out everybody else's lives is <laughs> having a detrimental effect on his life. Whilst at the same time he's falling for her and she's falling for him, yeah. It it, it, it it's quite a lot of fun actually. It's,
3: yeah. yeah, it's it, it's harmless, good
1: Tuesday night fluff.
3: Tuesday night fluff. Yeah, that's about
1: yeah. right. Um, we rewatched the dark half. Although you claim you didn't haven't seen it before, I haven't seen it before. Um, yeah, it, it it's it's part of that midnight is very schlocky... Um, <laughs> Stephen King. Stephen King one. It's a Romero one, but it's. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's very schlocky. I
3: mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: A yeah. um, couple more. We rewatched Scooby Doo.
3: We did rewatch Scooby Doo. Nice.
1: Yeah. I, I, the more I watch this, the more I'm alarmed of how much James Gunn gets in this movie. How much he manages to sneak in. Mm-hmm. in this movie where you're going this is a kids movie <laughs> it's a lot of fun isn't it? it is actually I think it's a very underrated film Scooby Doo yeah it's an awful lot of fun and we get Hot Belma. Hot
3: Belma.
1: yeah which is great um, we watched White Man Can't Jump we did mm-hmm. I love White Man Can't Jump I think it's it's fantastic uh, but I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie
3: yeah, you see, I I, don't. I enjoyed it and I liked it, but what's it? What's its um? All over the top performance just takes me out of it.
1: Yeah, get to specify who you mean. Uh, Wesley Snipes. There we go.
3: Um, he he's just he too much at points.
1: I like that. I thought he was too much though.
3: Mm. I think Woody Harrelson's great in it. I think Rosie Perez is great in it. She's a the
1: light.
3: Rosie Perez. Rosie um the Jeopardy sort of sort of running story throughout the middle of it is just it's just lovely. Like but, she just but, wants to be on fucking Jeopardy. But, shit.
1: But, but also well, she's actually, if you watch the movie, she's actually a piece of shit. What? Because she gets him in all the trouble and she doesn't work, she just stays at home drinking, asking him how expecting him to pay for everything while she studies to get into to Jeopardy. And then she thinks that she's made it on there and she's got it sorted. And it yeah, isn't, it's she, him yeah, who got yeah. it sorted for her. Yeah. Um it, it, it's just a selection of people taking advantage of him and him being yeah. too stupid to notice it and being too nice to notice it. I I I I, I have a really special place in my heart white not Jump. I think it's fantastic. It's an awful lot of fun. Fair enough. Um
3: what is it with Wesley Snipes' low-cut tops throughout the whole thing though? I don't need to see that much of Wesley Snipes' titties throughout that movie.
1: i needed to see more of Wesley Snipes' titties. More of them. Yep.
3: Very shiny.
1: He's very shiny. Yes. Yeah. He it's he shiny
3: breasts. He does have shiny, shiny, incredibly hairless breasts.
1: Yes, he does. And there's an awful lot of side nipple. There is. Yeah.
3: There
1: is. And I, I am all for it. Fair play. You Fair know, play. If, if we get if we get a lot of Rosie Perez side nipple in that, I don't see why we can't have a bit of Snipes' nipple. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and the final one uh, is Overlord.
3: I'm not going to talk about this one because I, I literally fell asleep.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly the Exactly. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. So Overlord. We've to
3: talked already to about this one anymore.
1: Anyway yeah, it, it's uh, <laughs> can you it? No. Thank you. Um, so it's a it's a horror movie about Nazi experiments. That's also a war movie at the same time. And all this and you've got all this stuff going on, yet it's really fucking boring. Cause you you, you quite like this, didn't you, you? Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I, I wow, boring, boring okay. eh? That's that's a word. I,
1: I honestly I I was I was well up for it. I really up for watching it. Bex had texted me and texted me and said, Oh, can you think of a film for us to watch tonight?
3: You picked this of other- a Red to Wild Dogs and Pulp Fiction
1: Um, yeah because it felt like a good Friday night movie for us to watch it felt like a good Friday night long day at work here we go, movie Um, and then yeah I just, I thought it was really, and I'm Wyatt Russell I really like Wyatt Russell but all the way through it I was going, I need something to happen now, I need something to happen and, it, it, yeah, it, 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 I found it really boring. I'm, I, I'm quite disappointed in that, because I was actually really quite looking forward to it.
2: Well, that's just fine. I had a few beers watching it, to be fair. If, if
1: I'd have watched this in a cinema, I'd have been really pissed off. Well, I definitely would have been
3: pissed off, because I felt it was weird.
2: I honestly can't remember enough about it to have a fucking argument, to be fair. I, I honestly like it's a bit anticlimactic this, but I honestly can't remember the fucking thing, which probably says something. It <laughs> it should be a lot better than it is. It just should, but yeah. it's just
1: not. It's yeah. not. I, I don't I don't see how this movie costs thirty eight million. because none of it's on the screen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I can see why
2: it bombed.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it did. Didn't. Yeah, it didn't do very well at all. Um, didn't it come out like the week after Halloween despite being a horror film? Yeah, it did. It came out at a right weird time. <laughs> it was released alongside something else
1: really quite good as well, I think. Uh, yeah. It came out the same week and as uh as, uh Came out. Oh it's the go the spiders web and the grinch, so not at the same time as anything that good actually. Yeah, no. yeah that's yeah, fair enough. really shitty week that was, wasn't it? <laughs> um yes that was that was that's that that's 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 everything we've 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 caught this week.
2: So we have an email. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So Andrew Jones with his thoughts on Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Floor. Good evening, you utter bastards. That's apt. I am replying to the comments made in last week's episode. Hobbs and Shaw is the best film we've seen, and also Leland Daughter is an underrated character actor, which has one truth within the title. I am a stafe head. I first got my stafe infection in the autumn of 2003, where I rented The Transporter and meme Machine from the blockbuster in Upminster, Essex, and discovered a balding heavy with charm and a sense of humour. I first discovered the potent cinematic talents of Dwayne Johnson watching the 2003 F. Gary Gray sequel to a Barry Sonnenfeld film, Be Cool. I hope F. Gary Gray doesn't get to do a sequel to a second Barry Sonnenfeld film like Wild Wild West or Men in Blau Shit. Dwayne playing a homosexual hitman with Big Dreams was a revelation. I've rarely missed a film starring Eva man since, but leaned more on the side of the Statham, who he, he who has not been afraid to be bigger, angrier, swearier, have the word cunt written on a nice forehead. Mad respect for that madman. I enjoy the film's Fast and Furious 5, Rio Heist, and especially Fast and Furious 7, UK subtitle goes here. So the notion of more Luke Hobbs and less Vin Diesel trying to act, oh lordy F8, oh lordy, was of course anticipatory. And he and Stephen and punching and shouting and the director of Atomic Blonde was likely to be a fun, sweet time. What, however, I found in Hobbs and Shaw, in Vacation, was a lack of time with characters <laughs> because the plot was forcing its way into the film and the plot being Mission Impossible 2, was tough to get over. Thankfully, Vanessa Kirby got to do things, and Eddie Marzan had a Rick Dalton-esque flamethrower. But too often, the film decided to sit down and dryly explain plot rather than sit down and have two heavy-armed men present rulers to their penises. For a big action spectacular, I need inventive action or an exciting plot or fun characters. This film had a dull plot. This film had little interest in building set pieces. Remember the car through three skyscrapers chase in Seven? This film forgot its characters for the most part. They became part of momentum, not fighting mid-plot and hurting the narrative in fun, fresh ways. It's all very disappointing, lacking in fun or freshness, and just doing the basic requirements of CGI explosions. Loud music, awkward cameos, and hitting a two-plus-hour plow- two runtime. Yawn. Anyway, number nine will be better, just because we get some Tej.
1: Andrew. What's your response to that, here?
2: Yeah, fair enough. Everybody's got an opinion. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I can't comment on can saying
2: it. To be oh. fair, I did enjoy Hobbs and Shaw Samoan Vacation. I did enjoy Hobbs yeah. and Shaw Samoan Vacation, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, the thing is,
1: it, it's pretty much, I'd still maintain that Hobbs and Shaw does pretty much everything it says in the fucking tin. <laughs>
2: It did everything I wanted it to do.
1: Yeah. Me too. Um, so I'm 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 I still maintain my position of if you know the characters from the what is it, if you watch the trailer, then that's the movie you're getting and it's the movie you got. Well
3: yeah. So I maintain that.
2: You maintain that. I maintain that. Yeah. Um, Let's have some Twitter questions. Well, I
1: put out our question for you this week is which actor slash actress would you like to see working with Tarantino that hasn't worked with him before? So response Rick Kidd at Rick Chicken. Um it would be fun to see what Tarantino came up with if he was writing a character for Tom Hardy. That would be quite fun. Um and um Malon 181, at Malin 181. Someone once told me that they would love to see Adam Driver work with Quentin Tarantino, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. I don't see it, to be honest, on that one. No? No, for some reason I don't. And I really like Adam Driver. But I just, I don't, I
3: don't
1: see it. You don't see him in a Tarantino movie. I can see him being a very... I... I think Adam drives a different type of personality. Mm. But I always like him and stuff, so I'd be happy if he turned up and what is it? Yeah. But he's quite dry. Yeah. Who would yours be in? The
2: thing is, he's worked with kind of everyone you want to see, really, hasn't he? Now, I've, got I've got one. Go on. What's yours, What's yours, Beck?
3: to see him do for Brendan Fraser what he did for John Travolta.
1: Oh, that's a really good shout, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a fucking really good shout.
2: That's a great choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really fucking good. Yeah. I I, I feel like we should start a petition for Brendan Fraser (laughs) to be in his Star Trek movie. Do you know what? Fuck it. Josh Hartnett. Ooh, that's
2: a good one. I want Josh Hartnett to come back. Josh with
3: yeah, better hair.
2: You need the heart hair alone.
1: <laughs>
3: um, His hair was peerless in faculty.
2: No, it wasn't.
1: It was I mean it was. It was wicked cool.
3: It was not. It
1: was wicked it cool. It wasn't
3: even wicked cool for then.
1: It was wicked cool. Um yeah, Hartnett. I I always liked Josh Hartnett actually. Mm. Um I think it's amusing the fact that he literally just decided to retire himself. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he basically just stopped. I'm sorry to interview you. But he, he did a he did uh, something on the West End, um, and he said that he was really, really shitting it. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he said uh, it was it was only when I think he said it was his brother came to see it. And his brother said, "You shouldn't. You should stick to films because you can't act for shit on the stage." And so uh, he re- he watched a recording of it and was like, "Yeah, I was I was crapping it." Um, I actually, got something
3: out this year.
1: And then just said that he wanted to just take a a, a long time out. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he he lived like in Bath or somewhere like that for about a year, <laughs> and just <Bath>. yeah. <laughs> um. Seems like he might be coming back. He's got a six upcoming projects. Yeah, yeah, that that could mean anything. Can yeah, it? Um, I've got one. Go on. Uh, Christian Slater. I know he was in what is it? But he didn't work with Tarantino directly. So can you imagine Christian Slater working with Tarantino as a writer and director? It's a good one. It's not a as good job as Brendan for another
2: one. Uh,
1: by, yeah, Brendan Fraser was buying. Yeah, All you you won that one. Yeah. Nature. Massive. It wasn't even a competition and you won it. <laughs> uh. Yeah. That was Oh, your Christian Fletcher one's got I had a shit in comparison, Brendan Fraser was with it. I thought I, I I thought I've got it here. I fucking nailed this one. I've got this. I've cheated a little bit, but not really. I fucking nailed this. And you just pop out fucking Brendan Fraser like, ah oh, fuck she's won that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um we have one question, uh, as always, from at, uh, from Rich Eckard at Rich Uh What are your favourite scenes/slash characters in Torrentino films?
2: I've got. I mean, like, if I could take like a fucking montage, I'll be honest. I think the battles without honor and humanity warm up sequence in Kill Bill Volume One. Right, it's effortlessly cool, like know Like it just cool is the fucking word. Um, just the way that build is happening with the fucking motorcycles down that street and um, Lucy Lou and her entourage being led on by Charlie Brown and the hostess and it, well, that music's fucking playing. And it's like it, it in terms of like style that, that is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. And re-watching it over the last like couple of weeks, it remains so. Like, that thing has not aged a fucking day. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, that is a really strong show. Um it's really difficult
3: they're all great. They're, they're,
2: all his characters are great. I mean, the... I, I just like in terms of dialogue, I think the uh, the first chapter of Inglorious Bastards, like the basically the fucking short film with Christoph Waltz and Dennis Minishay, yeah, it, that, like that. it. Oh, it's so good. I feel that um, the I think an
1: underrated uh, Tarantino scene that doesn't get talked about enough. Is um, the Django? um, It's not my favourite scene, but it's such a pivotal scene in the film. Is Django explaining um, Brumhilde Mm. to Christoph Waltz, and then him explaining the meaning of Brumhilde, and Christoph Waltz seeing it as some kind of sign that he's got to help him. so there's that, which I think is fantastic, the entirety of, of Django. Uh, the the shootout in that, just the, the utter oh, ridiculousness yeah. of it, but the sheer style of it mm. is is magnificent.
3: I like the dinosaur pickup scene in... Um...
1: Full picture. Yeah.
3: Mm. I, I like her chaotic energy.
1: Oh, Amanda Palmer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. There's one. Uh, I, I I feel i like really gonna rewatch *Hateful Eight as well because I feel like yeah. it, it it kind of went massively under the radar for some reason. I don't know what it was.
3: Maybe it's just
1: stylish I think it's because it was it was gonna be his next movie and the script leaked and it wasn't gonna be. And it was,
3: right.
1: and I think it it, it feels like, I don't know it it it, it, it felt like a a bit of a I think the, the vast majority of these are set in one place as well, yeah. Which I think that's really quite cool, but I, I I just I think I need to give it a, a good rewatch.
3: Yeah, well, I I mean we wanted to rewatch all Tarantino in the run up to.
1: No, we're talking about rounding.
3: it. Yeah. Um... And I still, after watching that thing earlier, actually, that we watched, I was like, "Fuck, we really need to rewatch all of these." Actually,
1: yeah. But then a, a lot of a lot of my favourite bits, because like you said earlier, your favourite Tarantino of is often the one that you watched most watch like recently. Me, yeah. Um, I've I've got an awful lot from from once, uh, in my head, at the moment, which mm. I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to rewatching that.
1: Yeah. In the character, um, I would like say Steve is waiter in, as in, 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 in like an, a non-essential character. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's waiter in uh, *Pulp Fiction* I always thought was a, a, a really cool little performance from him. Very <laughs> much. Uh, in, in that, so I don't know what wise was. Boswell, um, the, the Kill Bill. Where she where she meets Bill, and um, sees a daughter, yeah, a daughter's.
3: You're going back into scenes now. Yeah, Harry scenes.
1: That oh, it? oh fuck yeah, uh, that's I, 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 yeah. And That's really underrated. I I do agree with what, you, what Ian picked up on it earlier. I do think that that Kill Bill Volume Two is is a really underrated Tarantino.
2: Yeah. It is. It's, it, it, it's. It's not as good as Number One.
1: I think it's better. How I put it.
2: It's uh, uh, that's that's interesting. I mean, they're they're two really different films, and they are two films, and they're really really different films. Like number one is one of Tarantino's shortest films. I think it's his second shortest, um, or maybe his third shortest, because like Death Proof and Reservoir Dogs are around there. Um, but it kind of get gets in and it gets out, and there's story. Yeah but it's more just exp- exposition and then action, whereas two is where you get the dialogue. There's not an awful lot of action. I mean, if you think about volume two, what action is there? There's the fight between the bride and L. Mm-hmm. Is that about it? Because, I mean, like even the climactic one, they, they trade a few blows, but then she does the five-finger death punch.
1: Yeah, but it does also going back to scenes. um, It does contain the uh, Michael Parks as the essentially like brothel owner. Oh,
2: Esteban. Esteban, yeah, yeah.
1: and he's fantastic. Yeah, Mm. he's he manages to be charismatic, sympathetic, but also an absolute piece of shit.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: All at the same time, um, and the fact that he's he's also in the movie as somebody else is is brilliant. Yeah, uh, just shows the absolute ridiculous talent of that of, of that man. Um, he's really good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's you know, actually his second shortest movie. Um, Bill Bill. It's
3: basically number one. basically a film about her fighting Oren with stuff on either end. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. That
3: that's the big that's 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 what you that's what you rewatch Kill Bill for, really. Is that, that sequence, that whole bit. Yes. The bit with what's her name? Vanita Green at the start and stuff. It's it's all just kind of leading up to and you know it is because if you've seen it before you know it's coming. So you're like, well oh, yeah this is fine and everything but in a minute it's going to go animated and then shit's going to kick off.
1: In the animated beat fantastic as it well. It is brilliant, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so that was that. Um,
2: what are we covering next week, Ian? Oh, oh. Uh, well, what the fuck's what? out? Uh, we've got scary stories to t- Oh, no. Nah, fuck everything else. I just remembered what's out on Wednesday. What's out on Wednesday? Well, Mark, I'm thirsty as fuck. No. No, what? Oh come on. I tell you what. I Let's play done. a game of fuck off. You go first. <laughs> I haven't a really dumb moment, aren't yeah? Oh you've got to be fucking kidding Angel is fallen. Oh fucking hell yes. Yes. That's what I thought. That's what
1: Siri thought.
2: Well that's what Siri thought, yeah. yeah.
1: Fuck I've been stupid. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Angel has
2: fallen. Oh, you've I'm... let me down.
1: You've let me down. I am, well, I'm also up for, at some point, doing a um, doing a commentary of uh, Olympus has fallen, but we have a drinking game out of it where we've got to do a shot every time he stabs somebody in the head.
2: Oh, fuck off.
1: We'd be so fucking drunk. <laughs>
2: mm.
1: I am well up for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I am up for... for uh, James has
2: May Maybe when um, uh, Donna and Lottie are away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you can get that drunk. <laughs> yeah, because I'll be fucking useless otherwise.
1: There's a, there's a scene where he literally stands like six people in the head at once. <laughs> mm. It's quite something. Um, Decky has literally gone off to answer a phone call, so. <laughs> oh, all right then. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's how much she gives a shit about us. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to cover. Ely, have you watched Sex Tuplets yet?
2: Uh, no, but I will.
1: Yes, I might actually watch that as well. Um, also, there's a Chris Evans movie on uh, Netflix that nobody's talking about, which is weird.
2: Oh, uh, the Red Sea Diving Resort. Yeah.
1: Nobody's talking
2: about it. Yeah, it's, like, yeah no, it's just that thing's fucking come
1: and gone. Yeah, it literally has. It's landed. It's got fucking Captain America yet, and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, we hope you've enjoyed our, um, I say like Tarantino episode. Uh, I think there'll be more Tarantino chat in the next coming uh, podcast because I'm going to watch more of this stuff and I'm going to go watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. Um, so, yes, uh, you can get us on uh, at Ian Loring on Twitter, at Beck Foz, at DoomFoz, at Film Bastards. Uh, the Instagram is getting wound back up again, so there's going to be a lot of shit going out on there. Uh, so just search for Film Bastards on Instagram, um, etc. You have to find transfer from the podcast, not a professionalizer. Up, <laughs> ah,
0: there
1: you go. Um, so yeah, so thanks very much for listening, guys, and we shall speak to you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Cool, that's fun. That,
2: yeah, good show.
1: Cool, cool. Uh, right, we're gonna, we're gonna eat that
3: one, yeah. If, yeah, if you had to choose between
1: Ooh.
3: spaghetti and meatballs, yeah, like a Mexican rice bowl thing with chicken and halloumi,
2: yeah,
3: or like a chicken, chickpea, tomato stew type thing, which would you go for?
2: The third one can fuck right off. Um.
3: <laughs> Why? <laughs> nah. Is it the chick chickpeas or?
2: Nah, it just nah nah. But it just compared to the other two spaghetti and meatballs. As long as the balls are very ballsy.
3: As long as the balls are ballsy.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, fair enough. We could we can't decide between the two of us. So.
2: Do, uh, do you have ballsy balls?
3: They are quite ballsy balls.
2: If they're ballsy balls, then have the balls.
3: Okay.
2: Right, we're going to have some balls.
3: Got some ballsy balls, yep.
2: (laughs) Yep. Nice. (laughs) Cheers for that, bud. Bye, guys. Have a good one.
1: Cheers, bud. Bye.
3: Bye.